You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Now, it is time. Hampton Roads' favorite teams and players take center stage. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. Happy Football Friday, everybody. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly. Robbie Vogler producing the show. And and it's a good day. It's a good day. It's a good time. It's a good hour. We're making this simple for you today. Uh, first hour from three to four here on the Tim Donnelly Show. We're calling it the AFC Championship Hour. Preview everything you could possibly want to know, talk about, ask, discuss about Cincinnati at Kansas City. If you're uh, a Niners fan or an Eagles fan, you're going, what are we, chop liver? No, no, no. You're four to five. You get the NFC Championship Hour. And then at the end, everything else we're going into the weekend you not only everything else more about those games we have uh predictions for who's going to be in the super bowl so it's going to be a full day afc championship hour gets it started though so we'll open up the call and text lines at 757-687-9494 for cincy and kansas city anything you want to know any comments you want to make any predictions you want to make cincinnati at kansas city we want to hear them 757 687 Nine four nine four. Now, I do think we should be uh, a little cautious. All right, I'm, I'm looking at uh, Robbie behind the glass to make sure we screen these calls because if a Cincinnati Bengal calls in, they're probably just going to be be rude and mean and talk a whole bunch of trash to the uh, to the Chiefs. They are talking a lot of trash going into the AFC Championship game, and to be completely honest, they're opening themselves up to a lot of embarrassment. Right. If you don't talk trash, you lose, you lost. If you don't tra- if you do talk trash and you lose, now you're going to get clowned. If the Bengals don't win, they've done a lot of talking. Uh, ben Baby was on SportsCenter, and he pretty much explained how the Bengals are feeling themselves. The Bengals are definitely feeling themselves heading into this game to the point that when Mike Hilton, the Bengals slot corner that Dan just referenced, saw a network camera in that game against Buffalo He said that we'll see y'all at Burrowhead, and that's definitely a reference to that game that the Bengals won against Kansas City in the AFC title game. I asked Mike about where that came up, uh, where he came up with that from, and he said he was just walking down the sideline, saw Burrow, knew they were going to Kansas City, and, well, the rest has ended up on social media. Burrowhead. I have to be honest. I didn't get it. Arrowhead, Burrowhead, I don't think they're actually that close. They're saying that Arrowhead, which is the home stadium for for the Chiefs, is Burrowhead, like they renamed it after him because he he won there last year. My first thought went to Bankhead, which is a a completely different place. I was like, what does that have to do? That's a different state. But if you didn't hear it, again, Mike Hilton, that slot corner, uh, when he saw the microphone mic'd up, here it is. We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. We'll see y'all in Burrowhead. But not it wasn't even just Hilton, right? Because you may say, right, sometimes uh, <laughs> sometimes your teammate or your friend may talk trash for you, and you're like, no, 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 no. Actually, we just heard it with um, 
the other game, actually. Jason Kelsey was talking about playing against the Giants, and uh, Brandon Graham, his def- or so let me explain all of this. Brandon Graham, who is a defensive player, uh, was was talking trash to the defensive lineman of the Giants, getting Dexter Lawrence all fired up. And Jason Kelsey, who had to block Dexter Lawrence, was going like, hey, man, stop it. I don't want them all angry, right? So you may be like, oh, Burrow is probably going, guys, don't call it Burrow. No, no, no. He was caught on the field during that same game screaming, I'm him, which, you know, is, is a new boast. That, that wasn't around when I was playing. I'm him, Himothy, all those weird things that they say. Uh, here's Joe Burrow talking to the media about I'm him. You know, the mic uh, caught you last game screaming that you're him. What is saying I'm him? <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> Sometimes you black out out there, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Now I want to be clear. I've never been someone, and I'm definitely not in this situation, somebody that thinks trash talking motivates the other team to some beyond level, right? If the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, needed the other team to talk trash to be motivated in the AFC championship game, they wouldn't be in the AFC championship game, right? They would have been unmotivated to get here. Because every opponent that they've played, every opponent that they've beaten didn't say, you stink, all right, now I'm mad. That, that didn't happen. That's not to say that they won't clown back. Chris Jones, uh, their, their stud defensive lineman, uh, was, was, well, let's just say he's aware of the Burrow head comments. Chris, um, what do you do now? I mean, you've, you've got all the practice in. you got almost two days to wait for this. What's tomorrow look like for you? Rest, uh, watch a little more film, see what else I can pick up, and uh, eliminate all distractions. Take care. See y'all at Burrowhead. See y'all at Burrowhead. Travis Kelsey on his New Heights podcast that he hosts with his brother. Getting everybody fired up. We are the loudest stadium in the world on record. 42, 142 decibels. Did you guys break the record this week? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, we're going to have to break it this week because uh, a lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans are calling it Burrowhead instead of Burrowhead. Whoa. Yeah, uh, the that disrespect one, the Arrowhead they're, they're, continues. They're throwing, they're throwing they're throwing a lot of bullets and board material out there, man. Hmm, bullets and board material. I'll tell you what it, what it was like for me as a player, and I actually like what Kelsey did, and I like what Jones did. I just wanted my teammates to stay true to themselves, right? If, if like I've had teammates that are trash talkers. If after a play, they're getting in it and the referee's going, hey, back to your... I'm fine. I'm like, all right, that guy, he's, he knows how to handle it. He'll be fine. It was if there was a mild-mannered guy or if there was the the happy-go-lucky guy that I knew played better when he was laughing. Like if George Kittle was going to get in a fight with somebody, I'd be going, wait a second here. What George Kittle does is you get mad and he laughs at you. So if he's actually mad, I'm going, George, you got to calm down. Right, Willie Gay of the Chiefs, uh, he was asked what, what impresses him about the Bengals' offense. His response was one word, nothing. But guess what? Willie Gay looked like a guy that that's what he does. He, I mean, he didn't look uncomfortable saying it. Sometimes the other team's talking trash and you go outside your kind of personality to not get punked, and I'm going, no, 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 no. Just be you, do you. If you're a trash talker, talk trash. We had a punt returner that talked trash. Punt returner. He would catch a fair catch, and anybody that ran by him would catch a whole bunch of expletives. And I was like, you know what? That's what he does. Most people, upon return, if you just fair caught it, I don't know what you're saying. Like, 
hey, if I didn't fair catch it, I would have made you miss, but instead the play's over. Like, I don't know what his trash talk was, but I know that everybody going by double took. There, what, what'd you say? That's just, that, that was him. And can, or, uh, Cincinnati, that's them. Cincinnati talks trash. They're very confident. I'm fine with it. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio, 94.1, and it's good for radio. A lot of sound bites. I'm, I'm, I'm all right with all of that. I think whoever should makes it to the Super Bowl, it should be a requirement. You have to talk an enormous amount of trash. We got two weeks to fill leading up to the Super Bowl. Uh, let's go to the call-in line. It is AFC hour, AFC championship hour, going into uh, the conference championship week here on the Tim Donnelly Show. So the call lines are open. The text lines are open. Same number, 757-687-9494 for all your comments, takes, concerns, and questions. Uh, this hour, AFC Championship Edition. Uh, John Boy in Gloucester has a take on Mahomes. Obviously, his ankle will play quite a factor in the AFC Championship game. John Boy, thanks for calling in. What do you have? Yeah, I just wanted to call in and uh, thank the Chiefs or – I think they're stronger than whatever I think they are. I've been a long-time Chiefs fan for all my life. You think they are stronger than everybody thinks they are? Is that what you said? That's right. I don't think his ankle, his ankle is as bad as everybody thinks it is. Okay, so so this is this is a Mahomes ankle take because, uh, like, as a Chiefs fan, what do you think the the rest of the world's opinion is of the Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, we don't have much of a running game, but I think we're gonna stick. We're gonna stick to the running game. I think we're gonna get that going, and I think that um, that I think Mahomes is not as I think he's be more mobile than people think think he think he is. All right, John Boy, appreciate the call. Good to hear from somebody in the uh, in Chiefs Kingdom. I think they call themselves. Uh, I think all four of these teams actually. I was gonna put it on the Chiefs. All four remaining teams are a bit like the Georgia Bulldogs. I feel like whoever wins this weekend. They're gonna. There's gonna be a soundbite of them on the post game interview, still in the field, saying nobody believed in us, everybody doubted us. And I'm gonna go, what? What are you talking about? Right? Oh, the Chiefs. Nobody believes you have the MVP of the league. You've been to the AFC Championship game five straight years. Uh, you have multiple Hall of Famers on your team. Who's not believing in you? Right? It's 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 one of those things where. Uh, like everybody, this is this is one of those phenomena of like American society. If you ask everybody, are you an above average driver? You're going to get almost 100% or I'll say like 95% are going to say, yes, I'm an above average. That's not how averages work, right? You can't have 95% of people above average. I mean, that's just, just not how it works, right? I don't think so. I've had, I've made that point before and, uh, if ninety five percent of people are above average, that means the new average. Except that, see, this is this is a, a math thing that I've gone down before. If the five percent that are below average are so bad that they bring the average way down, you can have ninety five percent of people above. It's I'd like a math professor. My point is this: you can't have nobody believing in. You can't have everybody being a naysayer of both the Bengals and the Chiefs. Like people have to believe in somebody, but I guarantee you, whoever wins that game is going to be in the post game presser talking about all the naysayers that nobody believed in them. They just they they create it, right? The caller just said, uh, you know, I think I think the Chiefs are going to be stronger than everybody's thinking. I haven't heard anybody call the Chiefs weak. Some people may think that the Bengals are stronger, but but 
the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. Keep the calls and texts coming. Matter of fact, we'll show you how it goes on the text line. That number, 757-687-9494 for both the call and text line. Robbie, what do you got? Tim, Dale and Virginia Beach is calling you out on something you said last year. You said that Burrow and the Bengals were too confident that they were going to that they were going over their heads and they kept advancing. Well, first of all, I didn't say they were too confident today. I actually said as long as they're within their personality, I like it for them. I don't like people that aren't trash talkers to get mixed up in that world. Um, and second of all, I still think they were in over their head last year. I think I think if they play that that the playoffs a season ago ten times. The Bengals make it to the Super Bowl once. They they got it though, so I'm not I'm not downgrading that. But you know, it's it's one of those deals where, like, if you're gonna bet on on Steph Curry at the free throw line, the smart bet is to say he's gonna make the free throw. Granted, he shoots about 92 percent of the time, so there's an eight percent chance you're gonna make the smart bet and be wrong. Now you may disagree with me. I think I made the smart bet saying they were in over their head last year. This year, different story. You know, they're they're an older, wiser, more experienced team. You'll have to stick around, though, to see if I pick them. Maybe I'll think they're too confident. Tim Donnelly. I'm kidding. A little sarcasm there. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. It's AFC Championship Hour on a football Friday. So keep your calls, reactions coming about Cincinnati at Kansas City. Speaking of Cincinnati, speaking of confidence, Joe Burrow. How far can he rise in your quarterback rankings? How far can he gain in reputation this weekend against the Chiefs? Stick around. We are talking about the NFL playoffs right now on the Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. AFC Championship Hour on this football Friday. We're talking Cincy at KC from 3 to 4. And we'll sprinkle it in throughout the show as well. Don't don't think we're... We don't, we don't have to put it in a box. It's a really fun game to talk about. So if you have takes, comments, concerns, questions, predictions about Kansas City hosting Cincinnati, uh, go ahead and get them in on the call and text line, 757-687-9494. I want to talk about Joe Burrow. I want to talk about the narrative changing dramatically surrounding him. But first, let's go to one of those uh, callers at 757-687-9494. Uh, it's Dwayne who, I like this, identifies as a Seattle fan. So it is a innocent bystander in this one. Uh, Dwayne, thanks for calling in. What do you have to say about the AFC Championship? Yes, sir. Let me start off by saying love you, love your show. Thank I called you. back plenty of times at the beginning of the season <laughs> with my Seahawks and about Geno and getting his jersey and whatnot. But I'm not here to talk about Geno, but go Geno for being a Pro Bowl selective. But... I'm thinking Kansas City is still going to win. I say Kansas City is going to win by three. I heard my buddy John Boy call you guys up a little mm-hmm. bit ago. I say it's by three. It's going to be a good game. I say 31-28, something like that. It's going to be a good game, though, but I think Kansas City is going to pull it off on the end. My buddy thinks it's going to be a blowout, but <laughs> that's not going to happen. All right, Dwayne, we appreciate it. Uh, and we should say, not only Pro Bowler Geno Smith, Comeback Player of the Year finalist Geno Smith. I, uh, I'm i not sure what he's coming back from, but Comeback Player of the Year finalist. Uh, 31-28, I think I'd, I would love that as a final score. Just, uh, I mean, especially with some of the, the, the Mahomes injury stuff, maybe a little bit of weather going on, I... I think it might be a little bit more of a, a bare-knuckle brawl than it is going to be like a high-flying matchup, but I'd take 
every day of the week, twice on Sunday. Burrow. He's the other side of this, right? Burrow. There's there's Mahomes. There's the ankle. And then there's Burrow. Joey Burrow. Joey Burr. Joey Franchise. Joe Shiesty. Joe Cool. Joe. All of them. Joe Burrow, but it's spelled E-A-U-X because he went to LSU. He's got a billion nicknames. Right? He's he's like uh, from Gladiator, right? Where they have all the dramatic nicknames and Maximus, murderer of men, uh, liver of, of son of this like just a billion of them. It's like Joe Burrow, Joey Burr, man of freeze, man of cool, man of franchise. I've established and I'm sticking to it that Burrow is not better than Patrick Mahomes no matter what happens this weekend. Burrow can close the gap on Patrick Mahomes, but he can't pass him. But I am I am questioning how high Burrow can run his reputation this week. It, it it's I talk about this moment a lot in sports, and I'm actually going to be uh, up in New York City. I'm going to be at a uh, Knicks at Nets game this weekend. So I'm looking forward to en- basketball arena energy is special. And and I hope there's a run. One of the, I don't care which team it is, right? But I hope there's a run where somebody hits like two threes consecutively and they come down a third time, and maybe they were down six, right? So they hit two threes to tie it, and then they come down and they pull up from the logo and the ball's in the air and you hear everyone go... <laughs> And if it hits, ah, if it clanks, oh, like I love that energy, right? It feels like Joey Burrow has hit two threes and everybody is, is waiting, right? Breath held ball in the air. And if it goes in, everybody is ready to go bananas. Everybody is ready to go nuts. Like right now they're saying, well, Joe Burrow, you know, if he wins, he could be the face of the league. If he wins, he could pass Patrick Mahomes. If he wins, he, if he wins, if, Tom Brady. If he wins, and I'm going, whoa. But if if he wins this game, I mean, it's going to be like Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan. They're going to be comparing him to like the first guy to walk on the moon, Cleopatra. They're going to run out of, of, of things to compare him to because it's going to go that nuts, just like in an arena when that three hits and everyone's just, ah, high-fiving people you don't even know. They just happen to sit next to you. Willie Rofe, uh, former legendary Kansas City uh, offensive lineman, offensive lineman, I mean, as good as they come, was on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max talking about Burrow and his face of the league potential. If he knocks off Mahomes four in a row and they won the Super Bowl this year, uh, I agree. I, I, Burrow would be the man in the league. He would be, you know, Josh Allen hadn't been able to do it in the postseason. He's done it. Hibbert hadn't, hadn't done it in the postseason. I think you've got the kid Trevor Lawrence that's, that's up and coming. But if, it, you know, you, Lamar Jackson's always in the mix. But if Burrow was able to pull it off and win the Super Bowl this year, he would be trying to take the medal from, from Patrick Mahomes, who's, who's only won one. But five five straight AFC championships, guys. you got to remember, he, five straight and Mahomes I think the pressure is more Mahomes than it is more pressure is always on the defending champ than the challenger but Burrow can be the face of the league if he wins Sunday the face of the league all right we need we need to know uh what Burrow does different here uh Zach Taylor is coach he sees all 22 faster than most that's that's why he's he's able to play at the level he does. There's plenty of things he sees well before I would. I wouldn't be. I obviously can't do what he does. Nobody can. Um, but he just that's why he operates at a different level. He uh, starts with protections. It starts with you know coverage looks where he's got all those little tells where he can just you know 
take a pretty good shot at what they're going to be in. And, and if not, he's he's already got his response of where he's going to go with the ball. And so he just he's able to play really fast that way because he can see the whole field. And, again, that's the preparation that leads into the game. And then he's able to play really fast when he walks out there on the field. I love he can see all 22. He's even seeing himself. I heard the best possible comparison for Burrow and Mahomes. Mahomes is Peyton Manning with an early career Super Bowl. And Joe Burrow is Tom Brady with no Super Bowls yet. Everyone wants to say uh, Burrow is Brady or becomes Brady or is Brady. I'm going, well, no, Brady's thing is Super Bowls. If you don't have that, you can't be the Brady. Uh, and, And Mahomes is Peyton Manning, except for a long portion of Peyton Manning's early career, he didn't have a Super Bowl, so he gave it to him. That's the best possible comparison I can find. Ryan Clark was on Get Up. You know Ryan Clark, former safety in the NFL, now a sports media personality in a whole bunch of different outlets. He was on Get Up uh, talking about Burrow and, again, some of that Brady comparison. When you look at the way he excelled late in the season against Kansas City, now in Buffalo last week and being able to win in Kansas City, Joe Burrow is the quarterback that everyone seems to be chasing right now. And I believe winning in Kansas City once again in the AFC Championship only cements that. And now he becomes the Tom Brady of the AFC all over again. You can't be Brady without a Super Bowl. I want that to be clear. You can't be Brady. Super Bowls are Brady's thing. That's that's what he does. You can't be Brady without a Super Bowl. Okay? Like, like you can't describe a, a singer as like, oh, that's modern day Whitney if she can't hit the high note, right? Like, you got to do it. That's the kind of the thing we look for. If the Bengals win on Sunday, does Burrow vault up the quarterback rankings? Or what about this? Ready ready for another comparison? This one is 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 going to maybe blow some of your minds, right? So, if Burrow beats Mahomes, that'll be four straight wins of Bengals beating Chiefs with those two guys at quarterback, including back-to-back playoff games in the AFC Championship game, which is making a lot of people say that would make him pass Mahomes, and I see some logic there. I'm not saying it's wholly illogical. What if Burrow is just the Eli Manning to Mahomes Brady? Meaning Mahomes is going to win like 75% of the Super Bowls in which he doesn't have to face Burrow somewhere along the way. When the brackets just don't line up that Burrow's in his way, he's going to win. Because, I mean, that's what Brady was, right? Brady won like 75% of the Super Bowls unless he ran into Eli. And if he happened to hit Eli in the Super Bowl, it was like, darn, that guy's just got his number. Like there is a world where a lesser player beats you a few times or a, uh, a player that, that is not quite as great as you, but is still really, really great. Like you can't say, Hey, big games, two of them in a row. Burroughs beat Mahomes. Burrow has to be better without also saying, Hey, Eli beat, beat Brady in two of the biggest games in the history of, of the sport. How are you going to say he's not better? The logic, you have to take everything and take the big games in, you take the small games in, you weigh them appropriately, you take the individual statistics, the team success, the context, you put it all into a pot, you stir it up, and you come up with Patrick Mahomes is better. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio, 94.1. It's AFC Hour here on the Tim Donnelly Show, uh, which means you can call or text in with any 
of your takes involving the AFC Championship. Uh, starting at 4 o'clock, we'll be doing the NFC version of this. So let's go to the call-in line quickly here. Billy in the Eastern Shore. Hey, shout-out to my Eastern Shore. Went to high school in the Maryland Eastern Shore. Uh, Billy has a take on the AFC title game. Billy, thanks for calling in. What do you have? Hey, I appreciate you having me today. Um, um, definitely a big matchup this weekend between Bengals and uh, Kansas City. I just feel, man, this game can kind of reflect back on Super Bowl I guess 2020 when the uh, Chiefs played the uh, Buccaneers, and I understand we went in uh, Mahomesville hurt that game, his ankle too, or was it his shoulder? Mahomes has a hurt ankle at the moment, yes. Yes, I do believe that's going to be a big factor in the game. And uh, just got that feeling that Cincinnati would pull this game out. 17-14 game, what do you think? All right. I mean, I, I think it's possible to be a, a slug them out game like that. Seventeen, fourteen. We'll uh, we'll go ahead and and uh, put you down. We should we should track all these. Actually, I will. Billy, seventeen, fourteen. And if somebody gets it right, then we'll go tell you how you should have put money on the exact score and you missed out on a whole bunch of cash. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio, ninety four point one. Speaking of money, speaking of exact score, maybe we'll get real crazy. It's time for Virginia is for covers. Coming up next. Here in the Commonwealth, we love long walks on the beach, candlelit dinners, and making piles and piles of cash. It's Virginia is for covers on the Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Virginia is for covers. You've heard of Virginia is for lovers, right? It's the slogan. It's the jingle. For the Commonwealth of Virginia. But that's not what we're about. We're about Virginia's for covers. Winning bets. And as always, a little something special for you at the end that will uh, hopefully make you some money. Um, I'll get it started. First pick of the weekend. Brandon Ayuk over 46 and a half receiving yards. If you look at the uh, the Niners, they have an awesome skill set of, uh, or, sorry, awesome set of skill positions skill set of positions also is, is how that was going to come out the first time awesome sket sket of skill positions goodness i can't even talk i'm so excited uh about brandon Ayuk hitting the over in 46 okay. and a half thank you they have an awesome set of skill positions but if you look around there's really only two that are fully healthy it's kittle and Ayuk. and uh i have a feeling that kittle is going to be a focus uh, Debo might be a focus. He's limited at practice as of yesterday. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, those guys not even practicing yesterday uh, officially. So Brandon Ayuk is going to be healthy. He's quick twitch. He's not going to be the focal point. I think they uh, they scheme him open quite a bit. Brandon Ayuk over 46 and a half receiving yards. Tim, my first pick, we're going to stick in that game. Give me Jalen Hurts. Anytime touchdown scorer, I think they're going to use him. They used him last week on a limited basis. I think they're going to have to use him a lot more this week. I think they are he's a runner, and I think once they get inside the 10-yard line, it's free game for Jalen Hurts to really do whatever the heck he wants. So give me Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown. I like that at plus money. I'm, I'm very interested to see how, and, and we'll talk about this in, in the next hour during NFC Championship Hour. Um I'm very interested to see how the Niners play the read option game or the read keep game or the RPO game because normally I think you want Jalen Hurts to get the ball out of his hands, right? You're, you're 
you don't want him to crush you with his legs. But I'm wondering if they, they almost go the opposite, right? And they want him to have the ball, even though he's had so much success this year. Uh, because because of the shoulder injury and because they haven't really opened him up in a month, a month and month and a week, something like that. So we'll see. And and Philly might take advantage of that, right? If you're not as afraid of Jalen Hurts as you should be, they they might say, well, if you don't respect it, we'll we'll run right through. I also think that he's going to be on the move a lot. I think that defensive line, that front four is very good. So that means he may have to improv a little bit with his legs, and, and that could end up any time in the end zone. Next one, ready? This is, I believe, a first for Virginia's for covers. I'm going with a kicker prop. Harrison Butker over seven and a half kicking points. So if he scores a touchdown, I guess it doesn't count. They emphasize kicking points. Uh, and the reason why I, I like this with the over is I'm not sure Kansas City is going to be as good at converting first downs in, in the red zone and in the plus side of the field because of Mahomes' ankle. Right? There's a lot of times where on third down, he keeps the play alive forever and then finds like uh, Kelsey for six yards on, on third and five. Or he scrambles and runs, and you see him going right out at the sticks, holding the ball forward to get that half yard to get the first down. And I think they might just say, hey, we're in field goal range. Keep yourself out of harm's way. Throw it away. We'll boot the field goal. So I'm looking at you know two field goals, two extra points. That's all we need. I think Bucker's going to get there. Let's stick in that game as well. Give me Travis Kelsey over 22 and a half yards for his longest reception. Travis Kelsey likes to likes those long over the middle plays. 22 and a half seems short compared to what Travis Kelsey's done in the past. I think it's going to be a good line and I think he can hit that fairly easy, especially since I think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot more with Mahomes possibly limited. Last one for me, Jamar Chase over 25 and a half longest reception. Uh, Jamar Chase is traditionally a playoff performer. I think Joe Burrow and he are sensing the moment uh, and they're going to go for it, as they say. So uh, Jamar Chase over 25 and a half longest reception. I mean, let's be real with how explosive Jamar Chase is 26 yards. That's like a hitch. That, that's a crossing route with that guy, uh, let alone if they complete a deep one or, or, or anything like that. So go ahead and give me Jamar Chase over 25 and a half yards on his longest reception. All right. And then, Tim, my last one is going to be Devontae Smith over five and a half receptions. He gets the ball a lot. He gets a lot of targets. He also catches the ball a lot. Had six last week. He's had pretty much over five and a half almost every game this season, except for a couple games where he wasn't 100%. So give me... Over five and a half. It's at plus money right now. Devontae Smith over five and a half receptions. I think I like that. All right, it's time for the touchdown parlay. Every week we put together a four-leg parlay, meaning four bets. They all have to hit to pay off, but there's usually a nice little payout. Uh, and as always, if it hits, we put the money down, you get the winnings. So you should root for these four things to happen. Um, and as always, we put it together with a one pick from me, one pick from Robbie, one from what we call the Honey Hole Picks, and one from our Twitter, which you should follow us at ESPN Radio 941. Every Friday, you can vote on what that pick will be. Uh, we have an interesting dilemma here. Uh, there is an exact tie, 38.5%. Eagles, minus 2.5%. 38.5%. Niners, plus 2.5%. So I think they cancel each other out. We're not going to go against. So we go to the next highest, which is under 46.5%. This is our first under, so you, you 
all year we've basically learned that our uh, our listeners just love favorites, but not this week. Under 46 and a half in that Eagles 49ers game comes from Twitter. Uh, the honey hole pick is one that was given to us a couple of weeks ago, maybe months ago, from a listener, but we've had success with it. Honey Hole is a pick we go to often. We keep having success, like a fisher, a fisherman that keeps going back to the same cove because it's a honey hole. Uh, Drew Holiday, over four and a half rebounds. Apparently, Drew Holiday's rebounds are always disrespected by the books, and uh, and he comes through often. So, uh, Drew Holiday, over four and a half rebounds. I'm going to throw my pick in first because I want to have dibs on the... Uh, the Kansas City and and Cincinnati game. Uh, give me Butker over f- seven and a half kicking points. I, I just I, I think they're going to end up stalling out a little bit when when they usually uh, usually find the end zone. And my pick, we're going to go soccer. It's been a little while since we put a soccer bet in there, but since there's only two football games, let's go to the other brand of football, and that is soccer. La Liga, Valencia on the money line versus Real. Vidulid. Vidulid. I have to admit, my confidence in your picks Trust go me. way down when you don't know how to pronounce the teams. But I'm not even, I'm rooting against the team that I don't know how to pronounce. So Valencia on the money line? Valencia on the money line in against La Liga. Against a team. Against a team. I, I, trust me, I've done the research. I just don't know how to pronounce the name. All right. Trust me. But Valencia on the money line, I, I, I like that pick. You want you want a, uh, a fun fact of something like that? Do it. Uh, do you read Harry Potter? Of course. Uh, I also read the first chapter of the first Harry Potter before I said I don't like this. Uh, and then my brother convinced me to read the first chapter of the second one, and I said I still I, I don't like this. Uh, but when I read it, this is before the movies came out, so, you know, dating dating myself a little bit. Before the movies came out, uh, I pronounced Hermione, Hermione. And I remember going to see, because that's what it looks like. And I didn't, I didn't talk to anybody about it. This is like the biggest book of all time, but I was the guy that didn't read them, right? Because they were talking. I'm like, I only read the first chapter. No one talked to me about it. That's went, terrible. Went to see the movie. They were like, Hermione. I was like, whoa, what happened there? So I know what it's like to just read something and have no clue how to pronounce it. Although, okay. although I was confident. Uh, all right. So we have Valencia against a team on the money line. We have Butker over seven and a half kicking points. We have under 46 and a half in the the uh, Philly Niners game. And we have from the Twitter. Nope. Sorry. Which one? Oh, Drew Holiday over four and a half rebounds. If all four of those things happen, we'll have a nice chunk of change to pass along to you, the listeners. Again, we put the money down. You get the winnings. That's the touchdown parlay. We'll uh, keep you updated on the, the odds and everything later on in the show. Uh, we have one more segment of AFC Championship Hour. So if you have your questions, get them in now. If you have your comments, get them in now. 757-687-9494. That's 757-687-9494. We've talked a lot about it. Patrick Mahomes' ankle. The most scrutinized ankle in the world comes into the spotlight next right here. Stick around. There's a difference between winning an MVP award and being the best player in the league. We understand that difference here. On the Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. This is AFC Championship Hour of a Football Friday. So uh, we're talking Bengals at Chiefs. And we started the show. We're going to get to Mahomes' ankle in a second. Um, We started the show talking about the trash talk coming from Cincinnati to Kansas City because it feels like 
It's more than usual, right? Especially in a game like this where both teams are very good. Normally you get a lot of respect stuff. You get a lot of, well, they're, you know, they're a very good team. But they, it's a little different, right? They're calling Arrowhead Burrowhead. They, they are, uh, you know, Burrow's yelling, I'm him. Uh, it just took a weird turn. It took a weird turn during that commercial break. Um, and I believe it was actually posted earlier in the day, but it came across my my purview during that break. Uh, Aftab Pervil, the mayor of Cincinnati, put out a video talking trash against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm fine with that, right? I, I actually kind of like it when, like, uh, representatives from each city decide, hey, I'm going to bet you, you know, if it was Buffalo, like a, a hundred wings against if you're going to Kansas City, some barbecue or something like that, right? Uh, if you're when Baltimore plays, bet crab cakes. Like, I, I get all that. I like all that. The mayor of Cincinnati said that officials have asked Joe Burrow to take a paternity test to confirm he is Mahomes' father. That's weird. Like, that's taken it. The joke was, was what? The what? The joke is that, that the paternity test. If you want to say, like, you know, the, the Bengals are the father of the Chiefs, it's, it's a bad joke, but okay. You want to start talking about individuals taking, like, paternity tests? It's, you're, 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 it's too real. It's weird. Nope. Like is is Joe Bur or is Patrick Mahomes actually going to be like no my my uh, actually a lot of you know my dad he played major league baseball, it's it's not the guy that's younger than me no it is not him. It's weird I don't know it's weird you start talking families and stuff it just kind of gets like uh well the the governor or the the sorry the mayor. Yes mayor the mayor of Cincinnati um probably hasn't been in situations to talk trash very often and he's just like is this what they do in the sports ball. They talk the trash. They say, who is your father? Well, who's your daddy? Kind of, if you're Pedro Martinez. But that's really about it. That's weird. Strange. That, that's, that's, that's strange. Tim, hey, yeah. <laughs> Tim Donnelly. Shots fired. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. Uh, Mahomes' ankle. The most scrutinized ankle in the world, as I've been calling it all week. Uh, I can only assume that we... Uh, normal folk we non-nfl quarterbacks can only hope on our finest vacations right like when we splurge to treat ourselves that we be pampered and treated like the like like mahomes ankle has been this week i mean everything you want is rushed to your side would you like a massage sure would you like a heated massage sure would you like the whirlpool sure like anything that ankle needs it's getting this week and and because of what the, this little campaign, it's almost like a like a propaganda campaign that Kansas City's been running, where they let the media see him running around. They they say everything's going well. They have him walking around without any any uh, boot or anything like that. Uh, it's it's starting to work. We had a caller earlier today say, "I think it's being overblown." Mahomes' ankle. Ryan Clark on Get Up talking about Mahomes' ankle. 
I think we may be overblowing what's going on with his ankle. Patrick Mahomes is a guy that can throw from different arm angles. He understands manipulating the pocket in a way with his mind and his body where he could step up. He doesn't have to be Lamar Jackson. We're not asking him to be Jalen Hurts. His mobility is to create second play opportunities for guys like Travis Kelsey and Juju Smith-Schuster. And I believe that he'll be able to do that. Now, we've seen some plays throughout the postseason of Patrick Mahomes getting first downs with his legs, turning those things into to touchdowns as well. We may not see that type of mobility from him, but I believe he'll have enough to manipulate the pocket and still show the world that Patrick Mahomes is about his mind and his arms as much as he is about his mobility and his legs. That is a lot of assumption. Part of what he does that's special is keeping plays alive to allow Kelsey and Juju to make second plays. I think he'll be able to do that. That's, that's what he said, that just in the middle of it. I think he'll be able to do that. What makes you think that? Because he was able to jog on a practice field? There is a difference between jogging at a Chiefs practice where I I cannot tell you what would happen to a defensive player if they got within four yards of Patrick Mahomes at practice where you are the most protected person in the world. You, You don't turn left unless you have... 15 yards to go all right prepare and left here we go he almost puts a blinker on right now if he's going to cut and being in a game where you're being chased by the Cincinnati Bengals defense and you have to react and plant and cut and spin and move the fact is, despite all of the gamesmanship that, that Kansas City is is playing with their information there and the pictures and the media availabilities, part of, and we don't know how much, but part of what makes Mahomes special won't be there this week. Even if he feels almost 100%, can't hold the ball forever, can't open yourself up to take hits, right? If you go into the game at 80%, you're one hit away from feeling 40%. Willie Rofe, again, legendary offensive lineman on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Not worried about Mahomes. I'm concerned about it, but but the way I saw Mahomes moving around and the way he's looked, you know, it, it doesn't. I don't. I don't think it's going to be as big a factor as people think think it is. I think he will run a little bit. I think he'll stay in the pocket, but I'm not as concerned about Mahomes as I was after that game. I'm not as concerned as I was after that game. I'm still concerned. The Chiefs still have to call all their quick game passes. They have to keep the pass rush from pinning their ears back. A running game would be massive for Kansas City. Patrick still has to get rid of the ball quickly. Still has to to protect himself at all costs until it's it's the moment where you don't protect yourself. Like I It has to be first quarter, second quarter. As long as it's not a blowout, you're protecting yourself. If it comes down to a fourth quarter drive and it's third and seven, you can get the first. You say, ankle be darned. I'm I'm helicoptering like John Elway. But, But the reason why everyone's talking about the ankle is because Patrick Mahomes is that darn important. And just if he comes out and has a big game, I don't want everybody to say, see, I told you the ankle wasn't bad. If he comes out and has a big game, we should be saying, oh my gosh, he did that with a, with a bum ankle. If I'm, if I'm Cincinnati, the number one thing on my defensive game plan is make that guy show me that his ankle's all right. And if it's not, send the house often. Right? The, the, one of the ways he beats you is, is he makes the second and third play, keeps plays alive. 
plays it looks like pickup basketball out there at times literally like sometimes they'll underhand drop pass to the post only he's a quarterback like he's he's unusual in that way we'll make our picks for the afc championship in hour number three our predictions score predictions those types of things you can keep them coming into the text line 757-687-9494 if you want a receipt if you want to be able to prove to everybody that that you picked it beforehand 757-687-9494 that does it for afc championship hour it's time for the nfc to take center stage it's purdy it's hurts which ironically, at times this year, they played to their names. Purdy played Purdy, and Hurts was hurt. But it's the rest of the teams and the coaches too. NFC Championship Hour coming up next. Get your calls, texts in right now at 757-687-9494. All of your thoughts, concerns, and questions when it comes to Niners at Eagles coming up.